Traveler was found by U.S. Customs officials to be carrying a half-gallon bottle from Mexico. The official asked the man what it contained, and he said that he was visiting a shrine and was able to take some holy water with him. And they said that it caused miracles. Well, of course, this, the inspector was suspicious, and so he opened the bottle and he sniffed it, and he said, this isn't holy water, this is tequila. And the traveler lifted his eyes to the sky and he said, good heavens, another miracle. (sighs) Well, don't we wish for miraculous changes sometimes as quick and easy as that? The biographers of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, overflow with telling stories of Jesus' miracles. At a wedding, when the open bar ran out of wine... Jesus had several large water jars filled with water. And suddenly and quietly, that water became delicious wine. Better than any they had tasted before. Another time, Jesus made mud from dirt and spittle, put it on a blind guy's eyes, and suddenly the man could see. A woman who had a 12-year blood illness, simply touched Jesus' clothes, and the bleeding stopped. Jesus' ministry was about restoration. Restoration. With power which he received from God, Jesus restored people not only to health, physical health, but to their communities and to their families. Maybe some of you experienced this, but I've only heard about the announcement that was made from time to time that Elvis has left the building. And supposedly then the the screams quieted and the crowds dispersed. But when Jesus left the scene, the opposite happened. Crowds gathered And the power of Jesus became stronger. We see the beginnings of this in Acts 2 and 3. Perhaps you remember that the chapter 2 of Acts is when Pentecost happens. All the disciples are gathered together in Jerusalem. And the Spirit of God comes, descends upon them, and gives them power like they had never known before. Now, we're in Acts 3 today, the next chapter. And the followers of Jesus are beginning to display this amazing, wonder-working power of the Holy Spirit. We start to see how that Spirit energizes the disciples and followers of Jesus and guides them to begin in one city, Jerusalem, and then to spread it out to the entire globe. Now, in our previous hymn, we sang about the preaching of Peter and Paul. Well, if you continue on in Acts chapter 3, then we've got one of Peter's sermons. He responds to the congregation or the gathering of people who are gaping when they see this man walking and leaping and praising God. He says, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety 
we had made him walk. By faith in Jesus' name, his name itself has made this man strong. The power was in two things. First of all, the name of Jesus Christ. But second of all, in the faith in that name. The guy at the gate was not asking to be healed. He was just doing what he normally did. Every day, we're told, people came and deposited him there at this entrance to the temple gate that they called beautiful. People would come by, he would ask for alms, and people may throw a coin or two in his hand as they passed by. But he was a beggar. He was someone to walk past, not someone to encounter. Passers-by wouldn't have considered doing more than just giving him a coin or two. And that is what he had learned to expect. Peter and John break expectations. When the man asks them for alms, they stop. They don't just drop a coin in his hand and keep walking. They talk with him. Peter says, look at us. The man's legs don't work, but his eyes work fine as he fixes his attention on Peter and John. He expects a coin. And Peter says, silver and gold, I don't have. Well, probably the beggar expected that, too. He heard that time and again. But then came the gift of the unexpected, surprising power as Peter continued, But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he did. We don't know too many people who have experienced miracles like this. Though a Newsweek poll found that 77% of Americans believe that God or the saints cure or heal sick people who have been given no chance of survival by medical doctors. 77%. Snee Farm Country Club in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina offered a series of 13 golf lessons for $140 and a single golf lesson for $1,000. Their pro, Derek Hardy, explained, if you expect a miracle, you should expect to pay for one. (laughs) What is a miracle? Does it have to be some supernatural, sudden change? How many of us have said, oh, I wish for that neon sign that would guide us in the way we need to go? As I've worked through the Transformation Journal this week, which is guiding our church's spiritual journey this year, my definition of miracles has expanded. The journal says that a miracle is a sign that points to God. Daily, we see signs pointing to exits, 
pointing to parking lots, pointing to roads that we might need to take, pointing to businesses. As we read about Jesus, we see him as a sign that points to God. His whole life directs our attention to God. It's miraculous that Jesus, one human being, could be so connected with God that everything he did, everything, pointed people in the direction of the creative, just, eternal, and merciful God of the universe. Everything. So today's question may not be whether there are miracles, but how to count them all. It's a miracle in this active congregation of about 160 that over one-third of you have dived into something challenging and new and are involved in transformation, transformational small groups. We are hungry to know Jesus. Pastor George Acevedo of Cape Coral Church in Florida says, when Jesus shows up, A crowd shows up. So we want to know Jesus. When Jesus shows up, a crowd shows up. Now, the other miracle would be if all 60 participants in those transformation journal groups continue through the whole year. It's a miracle that our earth sustains Over six billion people. It's a miracle that more people don't get hurt in car accidents. It's a miracle that skyscrapers can rise over 100 stories and not fall over. It's a miracle that so many babies are born healthy, that the number of centenarians is growing. It's a miracle when people overcome serious difficulties to do such powerful things. We sang Blessed Assurance at the beginning. Anybody recall who wrote Blessed Assurance? Named Fanny Crosby. Fanny Crosby. An American hymn writer. Blind from the age of about six weeks old. The most prolific American hymn writer that I know of anyway, said to have written over 6,000 hymns. Some say 9,000 hymns. Now, she lived to a ripe old age, but she didn't start till she was 41. I don't know how many that is a day, but it's a lot. She was blind. That's a miracle. With God's surprising power, things that seem incredible become credible. A gospel story tells about Jesus feeding over 5,000 people, beginning with just five loaves of bread and two fish. Received a letter this week from the organizers of Paint the Town. Some of you will recognize that as the group who organized our mission team's work this summer, painting public schools in New York City. They wrote, in a modern-day demonstration of his fish and loaves multiplication power, 
God has proven himself faithful, multiplying resources and quickening the efforts of hands surrendered in obedience. With only half of last year's volunteers, the same number of projects were undertaken and done so with excellence. Thirteen schools were addressed by 1,100 volunteers during the summer, positively impacting over 6,000 students, plus administration and custodial personnel, who I think were the happiest. Paint the Town conducted 11 sports camps impacting over 1,000 children with 117 decisions for Christ, 11% and distributing about a thousand Bibles into many spiritually dark communities. That's a miracle. In a Newsweek article several years ago, Arnold Benson said, he was a veteran, he said, I had a comparatively easy time in World War II. I did not go through any of the private hells of men on ships in the Navy, of Marines at Guadalcanal, of infantrymen everywhere. But I saw and felt enough to empathize with those men. And I learned one profound lesson. Don't panic. Your car just broke down 27 miles from nowhere? Well, You're on the ground, not 12,000 feet high. You're not in enemy territory. It's only Wisconsin. Lost your job? There will be other jobs. And you've known people who've been out of work so long they can't remember what kind of work they're out of. He continues, what I got out of World War II, and I'm grateful for it, was a crash course in growing up. Over a lifetime, I might have learned what I learned in that war. Maybe. But what I and others got in a short span a half century ago was an undying appreciation for that everyday, ongoing miracle, the resilience of the human spirit. That resilient human spirit reflects... The Holy Spirit of God. The human spirit of people like Arnold Benson, like Fanny Crosby, like volunteer missionaries and missionaries worldwide. That spirit reflects God's Holy Spirit, which enables miracles every day. We gain strength and inspiration and power from their stories. But they are not the only ones with miracle stories. You have miracle stories too. You have stories that will give people strength and inspiration and power. Stories that will, like Jesus, point people to God. This morning I ask you, To not keep those stories just bouncing around in your head and in your memory. Speak them. Tell them. 
people need to hear your stories. People need someone to point them to God. That's our duty and that's our privilege as followers of Jesus Christ. We point people to Jesus and he shows people God. Our scripture passage today winds up with these two verses. All the people saw the formerly lame man walking and leaping and praising God. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. When you go from this place, go with eyes of wonder and amazement. Because miracles, signs pointing us to God, are happening all the time. You are a miracle. Go be one for someone else. Let's pray together. God of miracles, you have empowered us and you enable us to stretch out into your world and share our stories of miracles with others who need a sign. They're looking for a sign. God, may we be the signs for them to direct them to Jesus and to you. We pray with faith in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.